In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Survival Time Podcast presented by Smith Drop Survive. Drop by and give us a visit over at www.snaretrapsurvive.com where we carry survival foods, snaring and trapping equipment, and all the cool tools that you need to find your own food when the shit hits the sand. Because the government will not come to save you. Okay, we have a lot to talk about tonight, so let's jump in and get started. And looks like we've got a thunderstorm going on outside. I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but uh, I am podcasting here from East Tennessee, and we have a lot of rain coming down, and it's coming from, looks like, back toward possibly Sunbright, Huntsville, Oneida. But uh, before we get into things, let's begin uh, with talking about an ongoing incident that just happened recently. June 24th, around 1 a.m. in Miami, Florida, a Surfside condo collapsed, trapping what is now believed to be around 100 persons inside. They are finding some right now. They brought out a few today, and of course today is the 30th. They brought out a few more. But unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, lost in this, a lot still to be found. And among those are the First Lady of Paraguay and her family, along with several other South American nationals. Now, the fact that the First Lady of Paraguay was in there raises a few concerns for me. When a building holding a political figure goes boom, there's usually a reason behind it. I noticed that our news networks are not really entertaining the notion of terrorist activity. In fact, it's hardly been mentioned by most networks. A lot of them are talking about the possibility of ground movement or structural failing, but I just don't know about that. This building came down rather fast. And it came down from the center. And to me, it just kind of looks to me like, you know, someone intentionally wanted to try to bring the whole building down. It just didn't work. Um, And I got a question. Are they being told not to mention it? Under normal circumstances, the media would be going wild with this one. 
terrorist attack, terrorist attack, breaking news, possible assassination attempt, yada, yada, yada. But all we hear is crickets when it comes to why this collapse happened. They mentioned the roof work. I mean, come on, people. We all know that roof work will not cause an entire condo to collapse. One witness described hearing a hissing, swish-type sound or the sound of an engine prior to what sounded like two explosions. But again, the media is avoiding this discussion. I'll tell you this. There is something fishy with this story, and it will eventually come out. We'll be watching it very close just to see what comes up. Fox News just reported today that a bus driver whose job was to pick up illegal immigrants and deliver them to states deep inside the USA has blown the whistle. It appears the Biden administration is having them sent to cities in different states across America by the busloads. Several of those busloads came to Knoxville, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Memphis, and cities in other states. you got to ask yourself, isn't this treason to knowingly cause or to assist in an illegal immigration? Isn't busing them across our nation the same as illegal smuggling? Biden and Kamala Harris should be impeached for crimes of treason against the American people if this is the case. To send them into our cities illegally, doing the same thing that the coyotes are arrested for, and they get away with it because they're government leaders? Is that the way this works? I, I don't know about that one. What's your comments? I'd like to have your comments down below. So pop them in there and let me know what you think about this illegal busing of immigrants into the deep interior of the United States of America. Giving them free health care that we can't afford, uh, giving them the right to obtain Social Security benefits that we get and are meager to say the least, meager portions or amounts. I want to know what you think about that. Moving on, the Tennessee Constitutional Carry is effective July 1st. The residents of the state of Tennessee will be able to carry a firearm open or concealed, a right afforded to them by the Constitution of the United States of America. We got this right long ago, people. 1770, well, shortly after 1776. What was it, 1778? Uh, that this was actually a right that we were given. But the point is, we've had it. We shouldn't be told by the United States government if we can or cannot carry a weapon. Now, we've seen a lot of backlash over this, mostly from the left-wing Rainbow Unicorn Club. Yes, I said that. People do not understand that the right to carry a firearm does not and will not constitute a rise in crime. 
in fact, a rise in crime stems from defunding police, exactly what the left wing did. And we're going to talk about this in another podcast coming up, but I want to just go over it real briefly here. Crime rates are up at an amazing amount. In Portland, Oregon, uh, the shooting, uh, fatal shooting incidents, murders, let's just say murders, murders, are up a whopping 800%. Uh, Washington, D.C., it's up in the 50% range. Uh, other states, in, in the 30 to 50% range. That's what, that's what constitutes a rise in crime, not guns. Criminals will have guns no matter what. At least this balances the playing field when it comes to crimes perpetrated on law-abiding citizens. And that, my friends, is the real concern. Crimes perpetrated against law-abiding citizens. We will be able to fight back. And that is the real concern. Now, there may be a very real possibility that these vile criminals may actually get shot for their crimes. Again, that is the concern. Look around us. You can clearly see that they want to make crime an everyday part of our lives with no repercussions at all. I mean, for God's sake, the left wanted to bail out criminals who ravaged this nation for nearly a year. Our very own vice president wanted to raise money to bail out BLM and Antifa after all of the violent crimes that they perpetrated. Now all we hear is Oath Keepers. Oh my gosh, January 6th, insurrection, yada, yada, yada. Yet they wanted to bail out people who burned cities, police cars, attacked people, killed people, broke into uh, government buildings, burst into courthouses. Isn't that an insurrection? Why are they not crying insurrection about that? I listened to an interview with a police officer. Uh, And he said this same thing that I'm about to mention because all of the left wing mentions this. The worst hand-to-hand combat ever at the Capitol. That one makes me laugh. This came from one of the police officers who was at the Capitol, made the comment that this was the worst hand-to-hand combat they had ever seen. (laughs) Well, Cupcake, if this is the worst that you've seen, Maybe you should not be a police officer at our Capitol. And did you know that Oath Keepers are soldiers, police officers, firemen, paramedics? They are people who have vowed to protect and serve and to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. That is Oath Keepers. And they... they paint Oath Keepers in a whole different light now. This is the left wing for you. Just because the Democrats have been butt hurt by some good old backwoods boys on January 6th, they want to paint everyone in the same light. Oath Keepers are insurrectionists, they say. Terrorists 
And they whine and cry every day over this. Every day on CNN, I see it. I'm getting sick and tired of the rhetoric bullshit and sick and tired of my ignorant, moronic, tyrannical, rainbow, fruit loop government leaders painting everybody with the same brush while ignoring Antifa and BLM's actions. Where in the hell was all of this outrage when BLM and Antifa took over city streets? Where were they when they burned down police stations, stores, businesses, burned down homes, and when they attacked people on the streets for being white or for being a Trump supporter? Where in the hell were they? Bottom line is, when it comes to that constitutional carry, is we have the right to carry, and we will carry. So stop crying and whining about it. Move past it. Find something to new to use as your pacifier. And, uh, hey, call CNN. Maybe they can help you find something new to cry over because they sure are professionals at doing that. Okay, <clears throat> mentioned on October 3rd, 2020, this is what, this, this was mentioned um, between some friends and I. This was mentioned on October 3rd, 2020. And it said, this is what is going to happen. November 3rd, Trump is going to win. The Democrats are going to claim Biden won. And the biggest Nazi censorship in the history of the entire world will hit. Accounts will be banned in the millions. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube will close it all down. You won't be able to share the truth. All you will see is the Biden won propaganda. Get your friends' emails now. Stay in touch. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay, that was mentioned, as I said, back in uh, on October. Uh, I think it was October the 3rd. We were talking about that. Several other preppers and myself discussed this. We all knew where this was going, and here we are now. Look around at what has been happening. The censorship, the banning. I've been banned personally on Facebook three times now. All of my friends that I know of have been banned at least three or four times uh, for speaking the truth. Some of it has not even been anything derogatory. It's not been anything pointed directly at the president himself. It's been the truth. And yet we're being banned. We're being censored. Just as we talked about, and it's going to get worse. As 2024 gets closer, it's going to get worse because they do not want you talking about the truth. They don't want you talking about things like the coronavirus, uh, how they let Antifa and BLM take over with no repercussions. They don't want you to talk about uh, all of the dirty tactics that takes place in the swamp. And... Now, look around at what's going on. This is other things they don't want you to talk about. Look around at the rising food costs, fuel prices, the problems at the border, and the attempts to destroy our election process, and so much more. 
We've seen the massive banning take place just as we figured, and it's still going on today. If you don't come to their side, you'll get banned. You can't speak the truth, and God forbid you even think of speaking the truth. They will come after you like ninjas in the night. They will cause you to lose your job and so much more. Then comes this critical race theory. They want to make you feel bad for being white. They want to make you think that you are causing the black and brown people, as they call it, to not be able to rise above. Systemic relationship, or systemic race, <laughs> racial issues. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I can't get it. I don't understand it. Um, that one is really beyond me. Critical race theory. You know, there's no such thing as critical race theory in the United States of America. You work to rise above. If you want something, you get out and you get it. I mean, we have opportunity all over. Um, This is one of the richest nations in the world when it comes to opportunity. Color doesn't hold you back. Race doesn't hold you back. In a lot of cases, disability doesn't even hold you back. So this critical race theory is a bunch of bull that's being generated by these socialist, communist, left-wing, Fruit Loop, unicorn, rainbow. I'm going to stop there before I get myself in trouble. Critical race theory. I am not at all for teaching critical race theory in our schools. In fact, the state of Tennessee has banned it. Thank you, Mr. Governor Lee, for having done so. Now we have the Fauci ouchie, the vaccinations. Oh, you can't travel if you don't get it, they say. We've been seeing that. We know this. Uh, or your kids can't go to school if they don't get it, they say. Um, didn't they say that this vaccination would not be mandatory? Didn't Biden himself say it would not be mandatory? But isn't this forcing it to be mandatory? When you make them get it so they can travel or you can't go to school if you don't have it, isn't that mandatory? Kind of sounds like it to me. Mark my words, the day will come that if you don't have the vaccination, you won't be able to work. You won't be able to visit public stores to buy food and so much more. This is like hot water, and as with hot water, they want to put you in slowly, get you used to it, make sure you're led in with total compliance and trust while they turn up the heat so that they can boil you like human soup. You ever heard that old story? You put a frog in a a pot of water he's... He's compliant. He's happy. And you slowly turn the heat up just a little at a time, and he doesn't notice until eventually you boil the frog to death. They're leading you in slowly into the hot water. 
make no mistake. They do have an agenda. Democrats voting rights bill HR1 is the next one I want to talk about, which is an agenda. HR1 wants to impose less restrictions on voting ballots. They want to change what has worked for over 200 years. And why? Well, the bill has a lot of fancy political talk, but let's point out a few things here. The bill prohibits any person from communicating materially false claims meant to prevent others from voting 60 days before an election. Kind of like COVID, right? Didn't that come out to sort of scare people up? Hmm. Now they want to ban it. That was the political tool that was released upon not only the American people, but upon the world in order to get Democrats into a position and to gain political favor, to scare you into submission. COVID was used to scare you into submission and to make another opponent look bad. Yes, they want to make sure that the other side does not use their very own evil deeds against them in 2024. That's the bottom line. Donald Trump would never use such a tactic. And bet your sweet red, white, and blue ass he will run again in 2024. The bill would also require the voting machines used in all federal elections to be manufactured in the United States of America. Well, that's funny because this last election they used machines from another country, did they not? Why did they even do that? Maybe because they had a plan? Think about it, folks. It's easy to cover up corruption corruption when you keep your skeletons in another country. The bill would introduce voluntary public financing for campaigns, matching small donations at a 6-1 ratio. The money would come from a new Freedom from Influence Fund under the United States Treasury which would collect funds by charging a small fee assessed on criminal and civil fines and penalties or settlements with banks and corporations uh, that commit corporate malfeasance. I don't even know where to start on this one. Freedom from influence? Isn't influence what we've seen in this last election? Didn't Mark Zuckerberg donate millions of dollars to the Biden campaign? Isn't that influence? I kind of think it is. The people, uh, you know, this is the pot calling the kettle black. This is nothing more than an attempt to make sure that what they themselves have done can never be used against them in the future. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said that the bill would restore the people's faith that government works for the public interest, the people's interest, not special interests. <laughs> well, Nancy, we know the truth. We know that neither you nor Biden or Kamala Harris work for the people's interest. Do you really think 
that we can't see through the fog and into the swamp? We see the eyes of the swamp creatures peering back at us. Trump didn't get to drain the swamp, but he did lower the water enough that we can see the creatures hiding inside. So, back to those food prices. Let's talk about that, because that's the important thing. here. Um, are food prices rising? You can bet it is. And unless you've been locked away like Joe Biden in a basement, then you should be aware of the fact. If not, then you need to listen up. Corn's up 32%. Beef is up 17%. Chicken is up 25% in the last two months alone. Gasoline is up 41%. The rising cost in chicken and many of these related cost spikes is due to COVID and the struggle to find employees. We know that one. The very people who think they are saving America are destroying it by refusing to work. But that's not the only reason for food prices rising. Many things factor in here. The lack of work is just one reason. All the struggles due to COVID, barges backed up, the rising fuel costs, the shutdown of JBS, which was a ransomware attack, and that leads us in another whole direction that we'll discuss in a bit. Soybean prices have risen 300%, and this is a huge impact on the chicken industry, which, again, will have an impact on the egg industry. It'll have an impact on the fast food industry and so much more. Olive oil per metric ton is up 118% this year. The effects of this have not been seen yet on the consumer level, but they will, indeed, before the year is out. Olive oil is not only used in cooking, but in cosmetics, medicine, soaps, many things. Barges full of grain were backed up on the Mississippi when the inspectors found that large crack on the DeSoto Bridge that connects the East Coast and the West Coast. Not only were barges backed up, but trucks had to be diverted, delayed, and many food products saw a rise in price as a result. But the grains are the big issue. These grains were headed to New Orleans, which supplies 47% of the nation's grain supply. As a result, corn is up 32% in the first quarter, and it's going to rise even more. With rising grain prices that, uh, as we already mentioned, has an impact on poultry, but it also has a huge impact on the beef and pork industry as well. Beef and pork are fed grains, so we'll see a continued rise in the cost of beef and pork because of this. It all contributes to food price rising, and it will continue well into 2022 or beyond. Now, I don't think people really see how these are all tied to so many other things. Fuel is used to transport all of these products. The price of these products are already going up, but will rise even more due to the fuel cost. Each product affects another product, and it becomes a domino effect. And it really amazes me as to how oblivious people are 
to the fact that food price is rising or how a lack of certain commodities can impact them. I asked a young lady, perhaps 24 years old, how she thinks the grain crisis will affect her. I got a blank stare. And then a reply that totally shocks you. It won't affect me. I don't buy grains. Said I buy stuff like hamburgers, hot dogs, pizzas, things like that. I was totally blown away by the answer. She was completely oblivious of how things work. This brings me to a cold, hard fact that you need to be aware of. Experts said that in a mass crisis event, major food shortage, that nearly 90% of all Americans will suffer greatly due to the lack of knowledge and preparation. In fact, in a serious food crisis, probably 90% of Americans are going to die. In the event of a total power loss, uh, we would see 90% of the population die off within the first six months. That fact is one of the major driving factors for this podcast. People need to wake up to this fact and start getting ready. Nearly 60% of all Americans have no emergency plan. Of the remaining 40%, nearly 75% of them have a horrible plan that will never work. So that leaves us with an estimated 5 to 10% of the people that may have a good plan. But out of those 5 to 10%, you're going to have inevitable failures and loss of life. So you can easily see where that estimated 90% loss of life comes from. We say estimated 5 to 10% because no one really knows the exact percent, but it's safe to say it's very close. We all know that gasoline is in surplus, and so there's not really a shortage of cows. There's no shortage of chickens, and there are plenty of grains out there. So why are we seeing this? these shortages? Is it a shortage? Um, you know, when we tend to think of shortage as not being available, when that's not really the case, distinct events contribute to food cost rising, such as the backed up barges, the cyber attack, which will continue and increase, by the way, and we'll talk about that more later. But uh, distinct events are what's causing these food prices to increase. Sure, the wealthy can take this hit, but what about the average Joe, people like you and I? How will we deal with hamburgers costing 11 bucks, chicken being twice the price it is now? Well, the answer is preparation, having a plan, learning to forage, grow a garden, stock up on survival foods, and just have a damn plan. I always say, if you don't plan, then you're planning to fail. And did you know that the average American spends between $300 and $600 a month on groceries? Did you also know that that 600 bucks can buy you 250 servings of emergency food that you can set back? For a family of two, that's 125 servings. That's 41 days of food set back in the event of an emergency crisis. 
If you don't plan for such an event, then, well, you're going to be shit out of luck. I hear so many people say, well, I'll just trap or kill squirrels and rabbits to survive. No, you won't. You will die. And let me tell you why you will die. The average human requires at least 1,200 calories to survive. That's just to survive. That's just if you were laying there not doing anything, you'd need 1,200 calories just to survive. And that's in a normal, everyday environment. This is not factoring in the given amount of activity that you would be having if you were out in the wild or you were bugging out on the move. Just based on 1,200 calories, and given the fact that one squirrel has around uh, 550 calories, I think it is when cooked, well, you'd need to eat two to three a day just to make it, just to survive. That's doing nothing just to survive, and that's just for you. Now let's consider all of the walking that you'll be doing while you're out there in the wild, the energy that you will be spending. So let's take that 1,200, and let's make it 2,000 calories a day. Now that's around three to four squirrels per day uh, on the low side, actually. I'm going to say more like around five or six because um, you're going to cook some of that out when you're cooking it. So around, you know, let's say five or six. Five or six squirrels a day that you'd have to eat. Or even if we base it on the three to four that you will have to eat. And I bet there's not one man out there in a hundred who can even catch that many on a consistent basis every day. Now, not to say this won't be a great food supplement, and in fact, I encourage everyone to learn to snare, to use... Uh, like the 110 body grip traps, to supplement your food supply. But it's not a standalone survival food. Like I said, there's probably not one in a hundred who can catch these many consistently on every single day. And uh, and we'll get into more into to why here in just a moment. Uh, fat intake is going to also be critical. Uh, you'll be just on the edge of fat requirements if you're eating just squirrels. You're probably going to be on the low side, honestly. You also have to consider the supply. Um, and this is another reason why you won't catch this many. In a shit-hit-the-fan scenario, you will deplete resources pretty quick. And if 20 other people are doing the same thing as you, then the populations are going to decrease very fast. Now, on an average, you've got about five to six squirrels per acre. and uh, Or think of it like this, you have 2,000 to 2,700 calories per acre, if you want to look at it that way. Now, you will deplete one acre a day, and that's just for you. What about your family? They have to eat as well. Now you're looking at needing nine to 12 per day. And it just won't happen. You won't be able to do that. It just won't happen. So what can you do? Well, as I suggested, by all means, do use snaring and trapping for squirrels, rabbits, etc. to supplement, but don't rely on those alone. Consider other meats that are high in calories and fat. Consider things like groundhog. Groundhog, they have around... 
1138 calories per pound. Now, that's cooked. And around 66 grams of fat. So one groundhog can easily supply a vast amount of your nutritional needs. Now, let's break it down uh, to per cup. You'll be looking at around, let's see, look at here. No, it's 350 calories per cup, uh, you know, because you're not going to eat a full pound of meat, I don't think. You might. I probably could. I'd probably eat three or four, actually. Uh, but if you're in a survival situation, you're not going to be munching down everything you've got, so you're not going to eat the entire 16 ounces. So uh, thinking of it as in, in cups. Then uh, supplement that with a variety of vegetables, and you might stand a good chance of survival. Uh, supplement it with some of the, the squirrel, the rabbit, but find things high in calories and fat like that groundhog. Beaver is another great source of food to consider. If you have around, you'll, you'll get around 130, 180 calories per three ounces. So on average, about 700 to 800 calories per pound of meat. Fats are at about 5.9 grams per three ounces or 31 grams per pound. So beaver also provides a lot of vitamins and minerals that can be of great benefit to you in times of crisis. Plus, beaver actually tastes pretty good. Now, the bottom line here is definitely use snaring and trapping to supplement your food supply. But don't rely solely on that. Make sure you can plant, grow, harvest food, have food caches set up and on hand, and supplement. It takes a well-thought-out plan in order to make it if shit goes really bad really quick. So the big question is, will it go bad really quick? Well, let's look at a few things. Cyber attacks, these are on the rise. In less than two months, we saw two major attacks that caused these rises in fuel and beef and pork. Now, uh, they know they can cripple us with a stroke of a few keys. That's the problem. So do you think they'll stop at that and just let it be? They attacked a, 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 a pipeline and some meat processing plants. Do you think they're just going to let it go right now? No, they won't. And there will be other attacks and possibly some of great severity. What if they attack the power grid? And I'm pretty sure that's coming. If that happens, then everything, and I mean everything, will be shut down. People say, oh, well, they won't do that. We have security measures to prevent that. Yeah, right. They got into a major fuel distribution center, a major meat supplier. So do you really think that the power companies have better security? You better think again. It takes them hours to come fix a blown transformer. The fact is that power grids are at even higher risk. And it, does not, it doesn't have to be in the entire nation. Just shut down a central hub for the nation. Let's take New Orleans, for example. The exports there and the percentage of the nation's supply that they cater to. It would be absolutely devastating to supply and cost factors. So as we stated starting out in this podcast, we do see the food prices rising right now, and there seems to be no relief in sight. 
when people ignore this, either because of apathy or just pure ignorance of the fact, they only cause themselves to suffer. If they hit a place like New Orleans, we're going to be compounding the problems just mentioned. We cannot simply ignore this any longer. We cannot assume that it will all be okay. We damn sure can't assume that the government will come take care of any of this. Ronald Reagan once said that government is not the solution to our problems. Government is our problem. Pretty sure you probably heard that at the start of this podcast. Well, it's true. And as more people begin to wake up and realize this, then perhaps we will see more preppers come out into the light. So if you want to learn more about trapping, snaring, foraging, and which foods to look for, just hop over to our website at www.snaretrapsurvive.com. We have a new domain, so you don't have to put the dashes in there. Just type it out, snaretrapsurvive.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We'll be churning out uh, articles and more podcasts on these topics here in the near, near future. I'm hoping to actually do one a week now, at least. And uh, watch out for our What If podcast coming up very soon where we're going to take a look at different scenarios and how you might deal with them. And we'll discuss the big one, the Yellowstone Caldera. So now it's time to prepare, people. If you don't have a plan, then you're planning to fail. This is Roger. Thank you for listening. I'm your doomsday host here on Snare Trap Survive and Survival Team Podcast. Open your mouth from sea to shine and see the world of real Americans. Please stand up. No more hiding your face in the sand. We're real Americans. Please stand up. I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Mm-hmm.